This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back everyone to Swan's Cast Then, so this will be like the second main episode of our podcast style show if you like. So I've got Lee and John with me today. So Lee up the top left, John is down the bottom but you can't see his camera today so there'll be like graphics and stuff there like what we usually put in. So we've got a couple of topics we're going to cover today, obviously our form has been quite good, we're still sitting handily at the top of the table but before we get, get into any of that. Uh, please hit the subscribe button if you enjoy what we're doing. It does help support us and helps the channel grow and allows us to keep doing this and expand and get more stuff out as well. And leave a like, same reasons, helps the channel out. And if you want to keep up to date and notified, there's a little bell icon next to the subscribe button that will make sure all of our videos get notified to you when they go out. So having said all that then, transfer deadline day was yesterday, so a lot of news. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about Swans related, but also a lot of stuff to talk about from the wider championship as well. So um, we'll make a start on some of the Swansea signings. Five players in total. So we've got Jordan Morris, Ben Hamer, Paul Ariola, Morgan Whitaker, and Kieran Freeman. Um, yeah, so let's start with Jordan Morris then. We have seen a little bit of him already. Um, so he signed on a six-month loan deal. He's come from the MLS, from Seattle. And we saw a little bit of him against Brent, not Brentford, against Rotherham. Yes, Jordan Morris, an exciting sign-in. So what do you make of him? Um, yeah, well, I can't say I know a lot about him, if I'm honest. Obviously, he's got a, a good rep in MLS. Um, he's, he's got a few international appearances for the USA. Um, his goal is too bad, I suppose. He's, he's got over 130 club appearances, so... I mean, it just adds that extra bit of so that extra bit of sort of excitement, I suppose. To them, yeah, going to flounder extra numbers in the team. So, yeah, it's all all I think is um pretty exciting signing there. Yeah, so um, I did write some stuff down about him, and I think you mentioned earlier about his trial with Werder Bremen, and you weren't sure That's about right, why yeah, why yeah. The, why that sort of hit the rocks. But there's a funny story about that which I looked into a little bit the other day. Um, so apparently 
he came through the youth ranks in America through like the university system, and I think he's one of the first, if not the first, players. Or at the time, he was the only one that was playing for the national team. Whilst at uni, like we're in a uni team, obviously stuff works a bit different over in America than it does over here, with like sports and stuff like yeah. that. I guess quite similar to how um, NFL works, but you'll know more about that Lee than than I do. But um, so yeah, come through the like university system. Got offered a trial over in Germany, which I think he went to. But I think he just maybe graduated at the time, or was just about to graduate from his university or whatever. And the reason that he didn't go was because his parents had bought him and his partner a new dog. <laughs> that's why he <laughs> stayed in uh, in, uh, in America yeah, and ended enough. up playing in the MLS. And that's that's a that's a true story. Apparently, I've read about it and I've also heard uh, on YouTube videos. Um, American fans quoting that as the reason why he's been, or why he's never gone to Europe, because a lot of them have been pushing for him to go, saying that's the next step he needs to take, and they were kind of getting to the point now, because he's 26, where they thought it wasn't going to happen, so um, what do you reckon then, Lee? What's your thoughts on him? Well, similar to you you two, really. I don't don't know a lot about him. I don't watch a lot of MLS football, but I looking at it from a know from a, an off the field point of view I think it's a clever bit of business to bring in someone from the MLS especially it sounds like he's got a big following um, I know we've seen we've seen sort of murmurs on Twitter and uh, and other things that you know people are excited to see him play for us and like you said they were all excited for him to like make that next step over to Europe so I think it's a bit of clever a business really from the owners maybe they've yeah. had a say in that with the connection so I think it's quite clever to bring him over um, but yes he was caught what I've seen on the videos he seems like it's alright but I think take um, take the videos you see with a pinch of salt in uh, in the MLS. No disrespect, but uh, I see what he's got. Let's, let's see what he's got. Obviously, he's got a big uh, big following, a good bit of backing. So uh, let's let's see what he's made of. Yeah. Um, so a couple more things on him. So he can play winger or forward, which I think we might have already covered. I think John, you said he's had thirty nine caps. So um, highly regarded, he is like a fan favorite, as you said. And I think for Seattle, he scored thirty five goals in one hundred and five appearances. So. That's a decent record for someone that doesn't necessarily always play as a striker. Um, where he'll fit into our system, I think we already saw briefly that he did play as striker when Lowe got substituted in the last game. Didn't really get on the ball too much, which is no fault of his own. There's definitely, obviously, we're going to see more from him before we can really make a judgment, but quite excited to see what he can bring to the table. So, um, One, one random point one random point yeah, on him I think um, I did read he's type 1 diabetic I don't know you know I don't think many sports people can be diabetic and sort of be at elite level at their sports so fair play to him for that as well and I know he's got a I did read some sort of random that he's got a tattoo on his arm sort of replicating um, I think it's T1D is it on his arm on his forearm which sort of I didn't realise that. He's a type 1 diabetic as well. It's a bit of random reading. I thought a bit of wiki earlier. If he needs any medical attention, they can instantly recognise it. Is that the reason? I mean, they used to wear... I know diabetics used to wear a little bit, didn't they, to say sort of type 1, but I think whether it's relevant to that or whether it sort of is is personal preference. But I mean, I suppose that's that's a bit of interesting reading earlier on him as well. I didn't realise that. Yeah, yeah, that's... uh, like you said, I guess it's one of them where you've got to have that extra bit of drive about you to be able to succeed at the top level with the extra oh, yeah, management 100%. that comes with yeah, with having that um, 
unfortunate illness, which I'm, I'm, you know, don't envy anyone that's got that. It's horrible to have to to go through. Um, but yeah, so that's first. Well, it wasn't the first sign in, but that's the first one we've talked about. The actual first sign in was a goalkeeper, which Swans like to sign goalkeepers or have in recent memory anyway. So Ben Hamer from Huddersfield for what's quoted as an undisclosed fee, I believe is very low, if anything. His contract was up in the summer for Huddersfield, so he would have been free. Um, he's 33 years old. It's for an 18-month deal that we've signed him for, so interesting point, I think, to talk about in a second. He's made 15 appearances for Huddersfield this year, so he has played this season in their first team. And he made seven appearances for them while they were in the Premier League. And he also made four appearances for Leicester City while in the Premier League. So he's he's played in the Prem, not loads, but he has played there. And I say it's interesting about the 18th month deal. Obviously, this came just after Bender got injured and is probably a significant part of why he came in. So Bender is essentially out for most of the rest of the season, if not all of it, I think. Um... So yeah, we needed cover, so he's going to obviously be the cover for the next six months. But then you ask the question, who's going to be the goalkeeper next year? So are we going to retain Woodman? That could potentially depend on whether we go up or not. Um, and even if we did go up, there's no guarantee that we would. So again, you're down to Bender now and Hamer next year that are on our books as it stands. Um, whether that changes or not, who knows? But I'm guessing that's the reason for the 18th month deal. And that's the reason maybe they brought him in now instead of potentially just getting him on a free in the summer. But potentially they just contacted Huddersfield and gave them a little bit of money to get him in now. I'm, I'm guessing that's what's happened. Obviously, I don't know, but I'm just speculating. So, yeah. Interesting one, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think again, a bit of, bit of clever business, really. I think if... Um, I, I didn't think we needed a goalkeeper, obviously... Bender got injured, so I think it's sort of a transfer that covers all basis, like you've like you touched on. I think it covers sort of that injury, and I think it's got that potential. If we do go up, then you know whether we bring in Woodman again or or not, then like you said, he could play in the Premier League at some in some capacity. Yeah. Um, and again, if we don't go up, then and it doesn't work out, then we've only got him for another season. Or potentially could start for us in the championship if we don't, you know, if we don't go up. So I think it just it's, it's another another clever signing. I mean, just covers everything. Yeah, I don't really know too much about him and how he plays this game. But do you know anything else that about him, John, other than um, the stuff I already mentioned? No, I mean, it's good to have sort of contingency plan, I suppose. Isn't it? We, at the moment we're looking like we're going up. If we don't, then Freddie goes back, and you know, you don't just sort of. Fan Bender, then even well at a lowest window. I mean, Ben experience, I suppose. So yeah, it's, it's good to have as well. So yeah, it's clever, it's clever, clever transfer. Yeah, um, I guess like we've we've signed goalkeepers that are not so well known before. He's had experience in the Premier League and in the Championship, so he should be able yeah. to slot in and do a job. I mean, you just look at Mulder. We signed him from, I think it was Australia, where we got him from. So he wasn't really experienced. I don't think any of us were even expecting him to ever play in a competitive game. But when we got relegated, he did a decent job for us in the championship. So, you know, it could be um, 
as long as he's that level, I guess we can't really complain at, while we're here, and uh, he could potentially be better as well. Um, moving on then, so another signing from the MLS, which happened amongst the madness last night. So obviously this has been recorded the day after deadline day, but a lot of people might have been disturbed in their sleep with a couple of notifications from the Swansea app, which I'm not complaining about, but three sign-ins on deadline day, which is not really Swansea-like uh, of late. And um, first one being a loan sign-in from DC United. So we've got Paul Ariola. So he's a right, I want to say a right-sided player because it depends where you look for the information. Some people are saying he plays right back or wing back. Some people are saying he plays right winger. And some people have even said he plays striker. So it looks like he's a bit of a utility sort of player, but on the right side. Um, definitely has goals in him. So we've got a loan till for the rest of the season. From what I read, a future fee is not yet agreed, but they were open to continue in to discuss that part of the deal over the next couple of weeks. So potentially they might agree a future fee for the end of the season. Um, he scored 14 goals in 72 appearances for DC United and 8 in 35 for the USA. And I believe he scored a couple quite recently in a in a match for them. And he's 25 years old, so one year younger than Jordan Morris. Um, again, I've heard quite exciting things about him. Some American fans who are saying he's an exciting player. But I haven't seen anything about him. Obviously, he plays for DC United and there's a connection there with the owners, as you mentioned earlier, Lee. But yeah, have uh, either of you two then seen anything about Ariola? I can't. Like, again, I mean, I'm not going to say like I've, I follow the MLS a lot. It's that right-sided cover. I mean, Connor Roberts is up and down all the time. I mean, we we don't have a. You could say Kyle Norton, I suppose, on the right, but you know, he sent the back over the last sort of six months. Yeah. Cover again. I mean, I don't know a lot about him. I mean, he's played with Wayne Rooney for two years, didn't he? So I mean, you know, he, he to me he seems like more horse. And I know we're gonna sort of um, Kieran Freeman later, but I mean, I think personally, I think Kieran Freeman because as uh, cover for Conor Robertson, Ariola is going to be used for the sleep. But I mean, another addition. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Walking up at twenty past one, a notification from the Swans app. But I mean, you know, yeah. it's not the way we usually do business. But I mean, additions and you know, an extra, extra squad member, which can always be a good thing. Huh? Yeah. Um. I think yeah. So I'm not sure if he will be covered for Connor Roberts. That's what you said, isn't it? So. I think he's potentially could play there. Yeah. We no one. I didn't expect, Kieran Freeman. I don't know where that came from, but that seemed to be quite a late one that sprang out of nowhere. But um, I think maybe he was there originally as an option, but now he, now we've got the other option in. Potentially now he's not going to be. And like, yeah, you said about Carl Norton being cover. Um, I've heard some people saying we didn't need cover right back, but I don't think Carl Norton does the same oh, job yeah, as wing back. Yeah. I don't think he does the same job as Connor Roberts as wing back. He's a right back, but he's not as forward thinking. So obviously yeah, he's been transitioned into a centre back now, isn't he? So yeah, I think that's what Cooper sees him as. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this Ariola is a right-sided player, isn't he? I mean, yeah. like you say, it's, it's it's debatable whether he's a forward player or a right back. But I mean, that versatility is good, I suppose. Especially we were saying on the last pod, weren't we? But 
you know, Cooper's trying to blend players into his way of thinking rather than having him in rigid positions. So to have a right-sided yeah. player, he can be attacking and he can yeah. be defensive. So yeah, it can, again, it can only be a good thing, really. It's just more options. But yeah, Lee, what do you, uh, what yeah, do you make definitely. of this one? Uh, I, um, oh, yeah, I'm with you too, really. I, I, won, I, I could be wrong, but I wonder if he's sort of exploring um, another option in the way that you know, all season now he's been playing the the three at the back with the with the two wing backs. But I'm wondering with Morris and um, Ariola coming in, I wonder if he's thinking, you know, maybe at some point he may have to mix it up a bit and play with the wingers and play with those two wide and play with one down the middle and you know, are you in behind or something? So I wonder if he's thinking for the run in, if he needs to mix it up a bit because I think, you know, it has it served us well up till now, but I think um, and nobody's really worked it out. I think we can say so far. Yeah. I wonder if he's bringing them in with that option to um, make, you know, maybe one game we play with with uh, like like four across uh, across the midfield with two wingers. But um, yeah, it makes sense to me. I said previously, I think we needed cover in that position for Connor Roberts because he was the only player that we've got that can play play in there. And I think he was using Garrick, but I think yeah. he's done like a straight swap now, isn't it, with Swindon? But I think yeah. that was more of a Garrick can't really play in that position, so we'll we'll send him out and bring in somebody who can. So I yeah, it makes sense to me. And there's just there's just heaps of options now. Yeah, so and really the transition to that sort of formation, all they're doing is taking a centre back and putting them on um Yeah. I mean if wing. you need to, if you're chasing it if you're chasing a game, like the games that we've had that like the Reading game, I keep going back to it when you know, we were desperate for a goal, we nil nil, we were we were commanding the game. I think I bring on two players with pace on the wing and go with that and then yeah, I think when we got relegated to the championship from the Premier League, we had an abundance of wingers. Um, I don't <laughs> think we really, and maybe we thought they were good and at that time, but now it's only like two years later, two and a half years later, some of them are gone. Um, you got like Barry McKay, a Soro that we signed that season, gone or irrelevant, if you like, because I think Cooper's already said, I'm not trying to be harsh on Osoro, but he's just had his loan terminated, but Cooper has made clear he's not going to be in the first team plans. Um, and all of a sudden, we were left with what, like, EU, yeah, he's a winger, but he's a different type of winger. He's not really pacey. Um, he cuts inside a lot. Or you had Routledge again. He's not really pacey anymore because he's old. He's got to be a little bit more clever. Um, I'm not knocking Routledge. does a really good job, but if you wanted pacey wingers, they're not the ones that are going to give you that necessarily. And I guess low would be an option. You probably could give you that. But that's really it as well, after we release Dyer. So um, having now Morris, who is a left-sided, I think, um, or forward, left or forward, and then Ariolo who can play on the right, I guess definitely now that gives the... That formation is back on, if you like. Um, and even Conor Roberts has played right-winger in the past, so there's definitely opportunities now to switch it up. And I guess... If he sprung it, for example, up against Norwich, they wouldn't be expecting that. So maybe he could catch oh, a team, yeah. team off guard. Um, but yeah, that's Ariola, And we did touch on during our conversation, Kieran Freeman. So we'll just move on to him now. So I actually didn't realise he was part of the team that got promoted to the Premier League with Sheffield United. Not last season, but the season before. Um He's 28 years old, so he's a right back, and he played quite a few times in that team that got promoted. 20 appearances with two goals, and he did play for them last season in the Premier League as well. And I, I'm guessing he must have got released because now he's ended up at Swindon, 
and only played a couple of games there. And now and now we've gone in and swapped him for Garrick and an undisclosed fee. So, um, John, what do you make of this one? Um, well, he's got one Wales cap, so that ticks a box to the way. But yeah, it's a, it's a straight on with the Swindon thing. Mind yeah. that I've seen a bit of like the socials the other night, and I don't know. He was signed Swindon on a free beginning of January, and he played two games for them. Within three weeks, he's signing for Swansea. I, that is and, weird. And we've given them um, it's a strong yeah, but I yeah. mean. Wales International, right back, twenty, you know, twenty-eight years old. He's got hundred appearances to Sheffield United. He's played in the Premier League, so I just find it weird numbers, how, like, yeah, definitely, definitely. A couple of weeks ago, it was a free transfer. The scouts must have been aware of him for a while. Um, yeah, but we've not gone in for him, but then gone in for him after he signed for a club. I didn't even know you could leave on a transfer when you've just. In the same period, or maybe you can. Maybe that's just me playing football manager and knowing the players don't want to do that. But uh, what was that? Are we actually? Yeah, he's um, we. No, no, no. We've actually got him and given him Garrick on loan. You make me doubt myself now. Garrick has gone on loan. Um, I lost all control yesterday with with everything that was going on. I think. Swin a bit of trouble as well, I think. And I think their clubs, uh, well, the supporters, there's rumblings from their supporters that the owners aren't doing the right thing. And I mean, but yeah, that's the, I've, I've never heard of that player joining a team for two weeks and, and on a even again within within two appearances. It's strange. But I mean, you know, extra right back, Connor Roberts, you know, the way he runs up and down that line, he can't do it for the next 10 years. So to have to have an extra sort of option in that area is yeah. all for I think, it. Yeah. Again, it was the only, like we said, it was the only position that we we didn't have cover really because nobody we does really the Conor Roberts thing up, like yeah. he does, and like the other side, you've got yeah. Manning does what what Bidwell does essentially. Yeah, but I think um, Conor Roberts was on his own, wasn't he? So it's going to be a cover thing. I can't see him in that many games. Um, but yeah, it's just it's cover, isn't it? Um, just a quick update then on the because this is currently being recorded on Tuesday. So we've got some championship games on. Obviously, when this is uploaded, there will be confirmed results. But for us, we're just seeing Norwich drew 0-0 with Millwall. So in regards to the table, we've got a game in hand. So if we beat them, our game in hand could see us top of the league. So it's a big game. (laughs) Obviously, Brentford have that over us as well. So... Basically, if we beat Norwich, we can secure a top two when all the gamers in hand are played, as it stands. That's a big ask, I know, yeah. but I'm just putting it out there that, you know, Norwich aren't clear and dry in that first position, no even second position now, and this draw today puts that result, well, puts their place now at risk, and it's actually achievable for both us and Brentford, so just just adds to the occasion, I guess, of uh, Friday, but... I think we'll discuss that. I more, think you'd so. rather have points, yeah, points on the board than games in hand, wouldn't you? But yeah. like you say, if 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 it puts us at light advantage, then yeah, definitely. But I think Brent further the team do. I think Norwich have got a lot of injuries. Well, they did yeah. have a lot of injuries sort of before Christmas. Um, I, I think Brent. But if any team that finishes above Brentford, I think is going to get this year. But I mean, 
yeah, if if not if not, it's can't beat Millwall away, and yeah. we we can pounce on that. And yeah, hundred percent. Let's let's do it. Watford have dragged themselves back into it. I think they've sort of they fell away a bit, but they've dragged themselves. I know they lost yesterday, didn't they? But um, I think it's a four. I think it's a four-team race for the top two. I think Norwich, Brentford, us, and Watford. I think Bournemouth are, are drawing at the moment, didn't they? But they've been rubbish this season. So I think it'd be an. I think it's a four-team race for that top two. I think. I think you've been harsh on Reading. No, I, I am being harsh. I am being harsh on Reading because they yeah, fell away and they've come back. We should have. We should have. We battered them all. We yeah, we also battered Watford though. Dominant. Yeah, but Watford squad is ridiculous. Like yeah, the, the players that they've got in there, they've got to be top three at least. Watford. The only reason I'm saying you're being harsh on Reading is because they're currently on the same points as Watford with a game in hand. Yeah, but I'd I'd fancy well, you know, as a as a non betting man. I mean, I think everyone I'd, was saying uh, Bournemouth earlier this season, but they've fallen off a cliff recently. So they're on forty three uh, now. They still the occupy there. sixth position, but they are seven yeah. points behind us. I'd fancy I'd fancy us to finish above Reading, and I'd fancy Watford to finish above Reading as well. But I could be wrong, you know. Because they, they well, have done well in all fairness. If any Reading fans are watching this, then you know what you know where he is. He's, he's in the Swans <laughs> cast. So get on the Twitter and give him stick if you disagree. <laughs> famous There's last always words. that one team as well, boys. There's always that one team that comes uh, up on the outside there. No no one recognises, and then they've got they get sort of nine points on three games, and all of a sudden they put straight in the mix. So I don't know. Aston I Villa. don't think Reading can yeah. be underestimated, but I, I tell you an interesting. And on the Watford one is uh, they've just signed Philip Zickenegel from Bordeaux Glimt. That uh, the we were linked with Norwegian him, we? side Bordeaux Glimt. I was gutted when I saw that we were not actually in for him after we were linked because Bordeaux have scored so many goals this year. Like it's unreal. If you have a betting on someone, I, they were like just bet on Bordeaux yeah. for like over three point five. He was like bad goal all the time. But anyway, <laughs> we digressed a little bit. Let's just finish these transfers and then we could talk a bit more about Norwich. Um, the last one, then Morgan Whitaker. Um, bit of, bit of a week. I, I guess he's just for the future, really. He's made some first team appearances for Derby, um, but I can't see him really out in any of the team right now. I think he's going to be on the bench regular, and maybe he'll come on once or twice. A bit like the amount we saw Cullen, although maybe even now a little bit less with the likes of Ariola and Morris here. But he's only twenty years old, so I'm sure he expects that. Um, those two are on loan, and obviously we got Cullen. He's basically out for the rest of the season now. But there's two youth coming through, and we haven't seen... Well, we don't know which one's better yet until we see a bit of Whitaker, but he might turn out to be very good. He was part of the England youth under Steve Cooper. I'm not sure if he was in the direct age grade that he managed. I think I watched his interview earlier, and he said he was one below, but he knows Mike Marsh well from there, and obviously knows Steve Cooper, so he felt very confident coming here. So he's made 20 appearances for Derby. He's got two... Sorry, I'm lying. I'm reading the wrong persons. 25 appearances for Derby and scored one goal. It's thought we signed him for about 700,000, 750,000, but I'm not sure the exact amount. And it's on a four and a half year deal, so definitely one for the future. And even if it's like he ends up going alone maybe next year and I don't know, maybe if he doesn't end up playing for us that much, maybe it's something we could make a profit on. But that's just if if worst, worst case scenario maybe. But um. So what do you think about Whitaker then, boys? Yeah, I don't really know. Don't really know that much about him, to be honest. I think, yeah. Well, um, I'm trying to 
trying to second guess what they're what they're doing really. I think like because Cullen has just signed a new contract, hasn't he? So um, and they brought him yeah. in as well. I don't know if it's looking. It's obviously looking more towards the future. Maybe like Ayu's not going to be there much longer. You know, maybe if we go up, he might sign a new contract. But I think looking more long term. You know, him and Cullen working together. Yeah. For a long time, and then obviously the two American players are on loan, so they'll be going back after this season. So yeah, it's just it's, it's another one for the future, but it's, it's clever in a way because it's Cooper's brilliant with the young players, so bringing in as many of these young players as they can, it's yeah, I'm all for it. That's fine. I guess maybe Cooper's hands have been tied for a while in terms of what he can bring in. Um, so he's slowly trying to build his own team. He knows, like you said, I was not long term. Um, I think the two Americans though, I know they're only on loan, but there is potential the one or both could stay. So maybe he does want to use wingers ultimately in his what he wants to do, but obviously he's got to use what he's got and said he can build a team. Um, so I'm not sure who he's planning on building a team around, but I, I guess it's going to be around youth. But usually you're building it around a certain style or a certain player. Maybe it's, maybe it's Matt Grimes, to be honest. Um, and you could say bringing in Horahan has definitely improved his game. Um, and again, he's another one. He's available on free in the summer, so he could potentially stay longer. Um, but yeah, John, have you got anything to add? Um, well, it's, it's, it's Cooper's pull again, isn't it, from the from the England youth? I mean, I, I suppose the telling point is he signed a four-year deal or four-and-a-half-year deal, and I, yeah, said, I, I can't see this. I can't see what to get joining straight now. I, I think he'll drop into the 23s like we've seen a lot of the players done. Yeah. Like Dan James stuck up after me. We signed him and he jumped in there. And then, but yeah. Exciting, exciting, yeah, exciting for the future. So yeah, I mean, long term. I think we paid seven hundred thousand for him as well, from what I read. So something I mean, about that, yeah. The club must, you know, they must show some sort of, you know, they know that they know the potential is there. So yeah, it's good. Exciting. I think Darby, Darby, well. Darby have got Rooney's uh, Darby, yeah. Darby have got Rooney's salary to pay now. Yeah, and Rooney wants to do his own <laughs> things. The but apparently I looked into it a bit, and there's been a lot of um. Derby fans, it's like 50-50. Half of them are like, good, he's rubbish. Bear in mind he's 20 and he's only made like, what, 20 games, 25 games. And then the other half are like, oh, he's got potential, he's come through our academy, he's like one for the future. So they've had a handful of strikers that have done that and he's like third in the pecking order or something of a couple of strikers that have come through their youth. So that's why essentially maybe they've let him go. Haven't there been some instances where they haven't been paying players as well, Derby? Is that is that correct? Yeah. and isn't it like take over oh, sure. and stuff so there's a bit of turmoil maybe at that club so um but in terms of the seven hundred thousand fee we haven't really spent much money the last couple of years no. so i think that's a good sign because i think it signals one they're prepared to maybe spend something but number two like they trust cooper they're trusting cooper to do what he wants to get the players that he wants and they're giving him money when he wants to get someone specific in and allowing allowing them allowing him to get him because at the end of the day it's not seven hundred thousand on an experienced player for this league. It's seven hundred thousand on someone that could work or could not work. So the trusting Cooper, really. I think. Yeah, I think it makes sense because if you think Azoro was the same when we signed him from Sunderland, I remember Sunderland fans saying he was the next big thing. I think what was it two million or one million that we signed? It was something, yeah. Azoro for. And then, obviously, like two two managers have come in and not seen anything in him. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? But if anybody can probably get 
tune out of a young player if he could. So yeah, I think he's watch uh, space got a reputation for that now. Speaking of Asura, though, so I've got some um, just a roundup. Then I will go over quickly of other transfer activity, not the incomings, not the ones that are interesting, but just to keep everyone informed. So outgoings for Swans. Then so we got Declan John went to Bolton on loan. I think his contract's up in the summer, though, so we won't be seeing him back. George Byers, we know, have gone to Portsmouth on loan. Hopefully he'll get some game time and that's going to help him out. And we've already spoke about Garrick going to Swindon on loan. Morgan Gibbs-White and Casey Palmer and Victor Gayocarez all got recalled by their parent clubs. And speaking of Gayocarez, he's gone to Coventry now in the Championship and already scored a goal for them. Hey. And then there's two more things. So Josh Gould <laughs> had his loan at Bury, um, it either expired or he was recalled. I think he was recalled. So that was around just after Bender got injured. We recalled him and then signed Hamer, I think. don't know whether it was linked or whether we were going to do it anyway, but it was interesting to see that. And Joel Asoro has been sent back from Genoa after they were impressed with him. And uh, who's the one we, re- we got? Brandon Cooper. As well from Newport, wasn't it? We recorded, yeah, yeah, from Newport. Yeah. He came back and got a season ending injury, so that was definitely a good move. <laughs> so that's a roundup of the Swan stuff. And then I got one question for you two if you can or can't answer, that's fine, but just have a quick think. If you could sign anyone, whether it's someone you think that we needed to sign in this transfer window, like a position we needed to cover, or just like don't think about the money, be realistic in your approach though. But who would you have maybe gone and got for the Swans if you had the opportunity? So I had to think, and I've gone with someone that we have been linked with in the past, but as someone I really wish that we had gone in for when we were linked for him, Lawrence Shankland. He currently plays oh, with yeah. Dundee, and he's still banging him in. I think he wasn't at Dundee when we were linked with him. 28 in 47 for Dundee. So, you know, he's still doing the business after he's moved there. So I think that would have been a good one either the last year or the year before when we were linked with him. But have you two got Lee? Have you got someone that you would, uh, if you could just get um, someone? I think. Well, when you said it off the top of my head, I think someone like. Well, I don't know if he's. I think he's played a bit more now, but I would have said like someone like Dwight Gale, from Newcastle. I don't know. I don't think he's playing that much with Wilson and tried and tested. And so I think he comes off the bench. Doesn't he? Brought, like obviously, obviously, like money with us is an issue. But like, if there was no money, someone like Dwight Gale. Guaranteed yeah. goals championship, I think. I think he'd done it for a couple Somewhere of clubs. Someone like that. On the bounce, didn't he, and got him promoted. Yeah. John, Apart from that, though, I think, like, pound for pound, our business been great. Yeah, definitely. This is just sort of like, if you could pick someone, I guess, if you were the football manager yeah. of Swansea on the game. Yeah. But yeah, John? Yeah, um, I don't know, that's a hell of a shout, mate, that... Shankland, I know I, I did read stories we were linked to them and he's been, he's been bagging in Scotland for a long time but I'm with the business we have I know we needed cover on the right side and we needed possibly a centre forward I don't know, like with the two Americans there's talk that they're forward players but then you read other stories where they're like, is more defensive but I'm happy with the business we've done, boys, to be honest. I know Joe Garner is a name that was thrown around a couple of months ago, yeah. and I was excited with that, the Man United youngster. But again, we're in the minute. midfield. We've, brought, we've got uh, Hurahan, I think, would be is going to be superb. He's going to be the key to us going up and down this year, I reckon. I think that's a very straight bit of business. Yeah. And, and two and two. All, all yeah. in all, I, I can't fault the business. I mean, the American, the American owners, they, they do deserve a bit of credit. I mean, they've had yeah. some stick when they first took over, but 
it's been a brilliant window for me. I wouldn't really want to add yeah. any, any more to that. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think with the American owners, and oh, I could yeah, be I shooting a rod to my own back here because I know it's very divisive. But um, they had stick. They made mistakes. They've done things wrong. We've had bad stuff happen as a result of it. We got relegated. Whatever. We've got to think about what's happening now and what's happened since we come down. The side, you know, they get Trevor Birch in. They've got they had a good manager, Graham Potter, and then followed that up with Steve Cooper. And as much as Winter didn't get off to a good start, he's not really done a bad job. Um, and at the moment, we're probably in the most positive position in since they've come over, and they've they've been quite quiet. They've kind of like shut up and let the people they put in charge deal with it all but I think they deserve a bit of credit they've kind of sorted out our finances out from what it looks like we need to obviously it might be a little bit different now with all the coronavirus stuff that's that's happened this year it might have set them back a little bit more um but you just need to look at like the likes of Cardiff applying for a loan to help with just the the normal transfer of money not, not like transfers but like the, the cash flow in the club they're also yeah, struggling yeah, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Mind applying, applying for a, an EFL loan when they've they've just played a loan fee for Harry Wilson. They, they throw it. They what did they, the, uh, they signed the left back and they signed that Waters week, from like, Crew. Waters, that's the one. Yeah. And then and then within the space of three weeks, they're applying for an EFL loan. I mean, yeah. So we don't know the ins like and outs of that. It's a bit dodgy, but that's what I'm just trying to say is highlight how like, you know, we. Have been well publicised to be in financial issues. We sold a lot of our players as a result. Everyone's it's, that was upsetting to see, and everyone was rightly not happy about it. But but it's we're in a decent position. Yeah. We're not like they're on the bottom of the league where we could have been. You've got other teams that have thrown money around, like Stoke, who even though they're having a good season this year, they came down with us. They've spent a lot of money, and we've consistently finished above them, um, yeah. and they've consistently underachieved. You've got Huddersfield have come down and again they had a struggle and they're doing okay again this year but again another example I know the ones that come down this year have done a little bit better but you could argue they didn't lose as many players because of Covid because other teams couldn't afford to buy them so they were better placed with the squads to maybe go and have a better challenge to go straight back up but then I maybe wouldn't include Norwich because they hardly signed anyone when they went up in the first place but um, yeah but I mean I just think they deserve a little bit of credit. Look, they did make mistakes, but that's in the past. Now you can just judge them for what's happening now. Would he, you know, if Hugh Jenkins was still here, would things have really been that different? Because I, I personally feel the decline was already starting under him and and the others, and potentially maybe they just jumped ship before the stuff happened. So it looks like it wasn't anything to do with them. But yeah, probably going to get absolutely shot on in the comments, but. <laughs> Right, yeah, no, I think I think like you said, long term picture. I mean, at the time when there was there was speak of a fire sale and they were laying off play uh, staff members around the club and they were selling all our assets and but now you can see they had a two three year plan because a lot of the signings you could say now that we made over the last sort of thirty days that all right apart from Ben Hamer and and sort of Hurahan and. A couple of them in there are long-term transfers, so it looks like they're building rather than wanting success today. Like you could say, the the team thirty miles up the road want they wanted yesterday. They're building a long-term future, and I I think they deserve credit. I was I was one of their biggest critics when they first took over. I'll be totally honest. It seemed like they were just in in there for a quick buck and setting all the best players, downgrading the 
the Lando Training Academy and laying off staff around the club. But to be honest, it, all things considered, now in hindsight, especially with this last sort of transfer window, I think I think they do deserve credit. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what you said about the, the plan is definitely correct. And um, I, I mean, I couldn't ask for we're second in the league at the end of the day with a team that's largely made of players that we've developed or brought in and developed or like, you know, it, it just feels, the club just feels better now. It's not full of players that come here just for a wage. Like when you think back to yeah. the relegation, you think of seeing pictures of oh, yeah. Sang Young outside, look, speaking to his agent straight away, get me a new club because we've gone down. The other side of it, you saw people like Fabianski <laughs> visibly upset so there's, you know, not every player is necessarily just after a wage, but some of them really didn't care. And there's an interview I think Connor Roberts did a couple of weeks ago with BBC saying how much he was hurt by it and how much it means to him. Yeah, and you that. can see that in the way he plays now. Yeah. In the confidence. Yeah. And I think even yeah. like he had stick he had stick for being one of these players before, but even Andre Ayu, he didn't he doesn't need this I know he's on a good wage. But he didn't need to spend two years in the championship. He didn't have to do that. If if he just, you know, he probably could have gone somewhere for a payday like yeah. China or Turkey or somewhere like that. I, I'm quite confident, you know, he's probably had a lot of offers. But mm-hmm. he plays every game, he puts in like 100% effort and you can't really ask for any more. His brother didn't do that, to be fair. His brother sort of like yeah, no, jumped ship and didn't want to go training yeah, or playing a friendly or whatever happened. Obviously, we don't know the ins and outs. Maybe we were led to believe this stuff, but. He could have been the same way. I know he went off to Turkey on loan, but that was definitely a cost-saving exercise in the first year. And I think the same thing would have happened in the second year. But then Cooper obviously pushed for him to stay, I think. He could see, obviously, Andre would do it, and he wanted to and had passion for the club. And I think coming in as a manager, the first thing he did was put his foot down and say, I could use him, and it paid off, really. So, um, again, credit where to you there. And um, no, I no, I I think you're both right. I think there's like um, there's a good feeling around the club at the moment, from what I can tell. You know, looking from the outside in, all players seem to want to be there, all want to play. You know, play for the club. They all they all sort of buy into Cooper's philosophy, and I think, and I think you're right. I think looking now in hindsight, and I remember texting texting you boys when, you know, we thought it was a bit of a fire sale coming in when we came down. I think just to. You know, first season coming down from the Premier League, a club like us to finish like you know eleventh or twelfth, whatever it was, then reach the playoffs and then have a promotion push. In that short space of time, I think it's been managed like so well. So we can't really complain what they've done so far. Yeah. The business they've done this year, I think, has been has been brilliant. And it could be worse because I, well, I was reading earlier. I don't know how true it is, but they were saying about the American owners taking over Burnley now, and they saying that apparently they've taken a loan to like buy the club. And they've just taken debt now straight into the club. I don't know if that's true, but that's that's what's. Uh, I think football clubs are just becoming a business these days, and we were obviously a result of the takeover was dodgy. We had a dodgy time, like I said, to know the situation with how Hugh Jenkins left it really. But um, the buyers are coming in. It's a business for them. It doesn't matter who's buying your club. It's it's money. They're not buying it to just have a little bit of fun, are they? They're buying it to to benefit, really. And whatever club is having a sale, that's that's the reality these days. Football clubs are a business. And unfortunately, as fans, that's just something I think football, you're going to have to accept it. It's only going to get worse. 
as more money gets pumped in, it's only going to get worse. And um, we could have definitely had air worse off than what we have. We obviously didn't have air the best, but we definitely haven't had air the worst. At least our club is still here. And other, you know, recently there's been clubs that can't say that. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll move on from that. I'm sure we'll be discussing stuff like that a lot in in the future. But um, just wanted to do a quick roundup then of some key transfers that have happened throughout the league, rather than just the Swans. So I've made a list of some of the ones that I will mention. Not going to really talk about all of them in detail. A couple of them, maybe you've got a little bit more to say on than others. But I think you've got some as well, John. Yeah, that you want to talk about. Yeah, just a couple of yeah, just our main rivals really. I mean, I'm not going to. It yeah. was just a quick jot off wiki if I'm totally honest. Yeah, but same. I mean a lot of a lot of a lot of the teams around us haven't a lot of made sort of I, I tell you the one that does catch the eye for me is I, I mentioned it earlier, is that Zickenegel from um Porto Glimpta. I mean I, I I find that a really interesting transfer really, but whether he's you say he's gone again? League, uh, in the championship. To Watford in a championship. So I mean that could be you know, that could give them that extra ten percent. Let's hope not. But I mean Well, Troy Dini's um, not doing it for him anymore, is he? So well, no, it's a strange one that is as well. I mean, but yeah, you know, he's, he's just been, quite old. That's a long time ago. It's just just going to Glenn Murray as well, didn't he? He went, so I yeah, think they did, yeah, yeah. So that's so, probably an improvement there. Oh, did Glenn, Glenn Murray was at Watford, was he? Yeah, he went to Forest. Yeah, yeah, he's on my list that I've got. Even I didn't realise he, I missed up here that he was already here because he hasn't really been playing, as he? To be honest. So, um, anyway, I will start off with um. The big one, I guess, is an outgoing from Preston. So Liverpool signed centre-back Ben Davis. Now, I don't know why. I think you agree with me on this. I thought he was older than what he is, but he's 24. Um, <laughs> come through at Preston. And Liverpool's unfortunate defensive situation has meant that he's now got an opportunity to play at the, well, the, I guess the best club currently in the English system. So whether he's going to play so much, you can't really say no to that opportunity. Maybe he will under Klopp and he'll have a future there. But um, I didn't see that coming, to be honest. I don't know if you got you two have got any thoughts on that, but that was a bit random when I saw it. I was like, what? Stinks of uh, stinks of desperation now, and I think with their defensive sort of signings, uh, I think like you've got to, you you know it makes sense because he probably will do a job, probably do a better job at centre half than uh, like say I don't know Jordan Henderson would do a centre half. So it makes sense because. Matip is out for the season now as well, isn't he? I think... Is he out for the season? I didn't realise. I think when everybody's... Yeah, he's out for the season yeah, now. So I think when everybody's... Yeah. They signed some from Schalke as well, didn't they? So signed two centre-halves. He's so the one, one that they're David, like after they? long-term, though. We need that one from Schalke. That Turkish yeah. guy was there. Yeah. yeah, but I think as soon as like Matip comes back for it next season, Van Dijk, and Van Dijk, like Ben Davis, is an absolute Joel no Gomez. chance. He's not going to play this yeah, I think like, they signed him for two million. I know his contract's up in the summer. We sold, obviously, Joe Rodon. But um, I think Preston fans be a little bit more annoyed that he's gone for two million than what we were annoyed Joe Rodon's price. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, now the bigger clubs taking advantage again now of the he was going to go for free like in the, the COVID summer. thing. Yeah, there's been a bit of a turnover well, in yeah. Preston as well. Yeah. A couple of ins and outs. I haven't got all of them, but there's been a few. Another one is Ben Pearson has gone from Preston to Bournemouth and he's centre midfielder. Don't really know too much about him, but um. They seem quite excited about that one. And he's done. I think he's a bit of a. I don't know what the word is. Maybe a bit like Jay Felton sticks his foot in a bit. Bit of a niggly, sentiment, get stuck in sort of thing. I think that's, that's the, another one. That we say about um, 
say about Bournemouth dropping off, they've done they've done some good business, I think, Bournemouth, haven't they? They've, yeah, well, they have dropped Winston off. Really. It's just whether they, they can come in now and change their fortunes. It's how quick they can blend those players into that squad because they, they are dropping a bit. But are they Wilshire and Winston Reid and yeah. Shane Long? Did he go to Bournemouth as well? Yeah. Did you say Wilshire yeah, then, John? Is that what you said? Yeah, Jack Wilshire and um, Shane Long. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's one of those two are signings which could go either way. Shane Long could score 10 goals now between now and the end of the season, or he could sit on the bench, you know. <laughs> it's one of, he's, he's got a proven goal record, Shane Long, but I mean, again, with Wilshire, his injury record would be the question mark. But yeah. those those signings could be make or break for him, I suppose. Whereas we've made four or five across the board, which are, you know, in our position, I'd rather be. I like, I like what. Uh... Like what business that we that we do, like same with the managers, we don't sort of be easy for us to just pull a big bring someone in who's thing, tried and tested. Yeah, well, for Bony three, but they've you know they brought in <laughs> ah, no, no chance. Yeah, well, <laughs> they brought in um, they brought in like you know Potter, nobody taking a chance on him. They brought in Cooper, nobody taking a chance on him. And same with the signings they bring in, like all these teams now bringing in Shane Long, and like you said about Stoke bringing in all the same, so yeah. Names that are just who's done it before? Oh, I'll get him because he's done it before. Whereas we're like, who's done yeah. it somewhere that no one really cares about? That We'd rather get, search for chance. the diamonds in the rough. Like, yeah, look, look at Ashley Williams, Angel, Angel, league player. Me too. Just if I swear exactly. for us. Yeah, so same, but like, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, we're speaking about Bournemouth. So Dan Goslin has gone from Bournemouth to Watford. He's a bit of a veteran, I think. 190 appearances of Bournemouth. Yeah. Mainly in the Premier League. That's um, another one. I don't think he's been in their team, but um a bit of experience going from one relegated team to another. So that's I don't know, a bit weird, didn't it? How how he can not play for Bournemouth, but he's gonna to go to Watford and get in the team. Again, that's that's just a squad signing, surely, isn't it? It's just just to add to the sort of um the the, the fourteen or the eighteen in the squad I I well, think that yeah. would be that's another one signing. I know the name that's just bouncing around all the time. I think, yeah. I think what's happened is the new manager's come in, hasn't he? James Garner was at loan at Watford. He doesn't like him. So he's now gone on loan to Nottingham Forest instead. And they've got um, Goslin in because he prefers him for his style of play. So it's kind of like a little merry-go-round sort of thing. But yeah, we were linked with Garner. So now, so now he's gone to Forest. Didn't really work was he on loan, on loan on loan from Man United? Is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I think he started today, or he's on the bench. But um, yeah, weird one that is. Um, okay, Henry Lansbury then from Bristol City from Villa, so another centimeter out from Villa. I think they signed him like the same window they signed Horahan. Um, so he's another one of them ones you said though that name that just floats around and just knocks about. Yeah. yeah, he was so, an Arsenal. He was an Arsenal man. youngster, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, Arsenal product has basically made his career in the Championship. So he's been at Watford and Norwich and West Ham, and I think they all went up when he was part of the team. Um, I might be wrong on Watford. Yeah, but it's another one in there. Like everyone, it's Lansbury. Oh my god! Like I like I remember just like watching the Swans to the leagues. I used to pop up and it was like, oh, yeah, I used to like want to sign him from on Football Manager. He was actually at Forest for quite a few years and he did become their captain before Villa went on a mad spending spree and um, signed him along with a lot of other players that didn't work. One of which 
I think they had on loan at the time was Yannick Balassi, who has gone from Everton to Middlesbrough to work with Neil Warnock. I haven't really done anything for a couple of years, has he? But uh, if he can get back to the heights that he was at Palace, because he had the £25 million move to Everton in 2016, very good back then. He wasn't Hugh oh, Jenkins going to sign him, money was hundred thousand pound, wasn't it? Yeah, Hugh Jenkins came out in the Evening Post and said yeah. that we he nearly came to the Swans. He t- I, I can't remember oh, the like Jamie Vardy. We got loads of them. We nearly signed Mares and Eddie Van Dyke. All they all came to the Swans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a striker from um, Atletico Madrid. Didn't want to come to us because we were going oh, to get David, relegated. David Villa. Oh, that was David that was Villa. under Loudrop. I'm on about where we were going down now. I mean, we couldn't sign anyone because we were in oh. such bottom of the league. There was that striker, Gaitan. Was oh, there yeah. one of them? It was Gaitan and someone yeah. else. Gaitan. And and oh, I can't remember. He started playing for him again after that. He won in favour at the time. Is it something to do with Dortmund? Did they someone? Oh, something like someone that. Someone get injured. Yeah, something. Oh, yeah. I have to check because it's doing my head in. Yeah, I think it was Gaitan, and somebody got injured. Somebody oh, no, that got was Schurler, that was. That was Schurler. We were going to sign Schurler from Dortmund. Oh, Schurler. And then oh, they had an injury, and then he was back in the team. That's it, yeah. But that was, oh, yeah, I think that's... That was pretty much done deal, I think, but yeah. Another one to the Hugh Jenkins scrapbook, is it? Yeah. But I think that was yeah, Carlos Carvajal, and he genuinely actually did nearly come. But Dortmund had an injury yeah. and uh, and it cancelled it. But I can't find this tracker that I'm on about. I still my head and I can't think of his name. Is that you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was Gaitan. It was, sure it it was, was. two players. It was Gaitan and someone else from Atletico Madrid. And um, basically, we we couldn't get them because uh, they were like, "Ah, oh, you're at the bottom of the league and dodge." So I'm not coming. Oh, there we are, Kevin Gamero. That's it. Oh, he's still banging him in in France. Yeah, he's a France international, I think, isn't he? Yeah, but at the time he was at Atletico Madrid and he won playing. Is he French? Uh, yeah, I think he's French. Yeah, he's I, French. I, I yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I might be wrong. I think he is though. So, um, after that, then we stay in with Bournemouth because Josh King left finally, gone to Everton. So. He's probably their best striker, not that he's played much this season. I think he was injured for most of it. And uh, Shane Long has been their replacement for him then. They got him from Southampton, which you did touch on already, John. Um, he's 34, though. I don't think he's done much in the Prem the last couple of years, really. He's on a bit of a goal he's drought. A he's he a nuisance. He is. He just runs at you all the time. Pressure, yeah, he's a lost cause striker, and he he will chase and chase and chase all day. But he, he could he that could turn out to be a brilliant signing for them. They he could score ten goals now between now and the end of the season, and that could be the difference between them getting the playoffs or or, or automatics. And so yeah, I think that's a sort of fifty fifty one there. But Josh King is, I mean, what I seen him, he was banging goals in the Premier League, and I think going to work on the Antelope. You know, I think Josh King could be a brilliant signing for yeah. that. I think he was linked to like Man United a year or two ago as well. Yeah, but he's he a bit old, he so was, I think that's yeah. why he didn't end up going. Um, speaking of Bournemouth, a little bit of an update: they've just lost two under Sheffield Wednesday. They lost today, so they've actually only gained one point in their last five matches with four defeats on the bounce. He'll be gone too. 
Yeah, I'll take that. Gives us a little bit of a gap between sixth. If we can actually manage to win against Norwich, we'll be 11 points clear of sixth. That's yes. a solid, solid bit of information. Carrying on then. So Having another big one. Spent all... Yeah, go on. Having not spent all the money. No, I just said we'd be... You know... Maybe eight points clear of Bournemouth, having not no eleven points clear of Bournemouth, yeah. having not bought all the, you know, all the big signings that they brought in. Yeah, big signing. Well, I say big signing, big name sort of for the championship. Winston Reid from West Ham to Brentford, two hundred twenty-two appearances for West Ham in the Premier League, or most of them in the Premier League. So, centre back strengthening there at Brentford. I mean, I think I think maybe someone was injured or something, but he's probably going to come into their first team. And you'd say it's just going to make them even stronger than what they already are. So one to keep yeah. an eye on. I think we mentioned this one as well. Glenn Murray from Brighton to Nottingham Forest. That's obviously Chris Hutton bringing back one of his former players that done well for him at Brighton. Although he is 37 years old now. He did score 111 goals for Brighton. 25 in the two years they've been in the Premier League. Are you surprised he's still doing it at that age? I didn't really do anything for Watford either, before I can remember. But, uh, I think yeah. Again, if it, well, it's, yeah. I think it's quite clear. But, like Hutton can get probably get a tune out of him, and I think like on on the Balassi signing as well, like Warnock will probably get a tune out of him, money. I think it's clever bringing in players that you know, because like what Warnock did with Bamba as well, the Cardiff, just bringing in. Has it do the job for him? And I think mean, it makes sense, really. Well, Warnock probably the same with, with Murray. Um, yeah, Warnock got a tune-up of Adel Tarapt. Back in the year we went up. That was the year we went up, actually, when he when he was boss in the championship. Oh my god. I went to I went to QBR on Boxing Day and it was like minus ten. And it was just the it was the coldest day ever. And they absolutely battered us 4 0. <laughs> and uh, Tarap just run the show. Yeah, Next one then is interesting for uh, past connections to the Swans. Tom Ince from Stoke to Luton. So he's 29 years old now, and we were obviously linked with him in the past when he was at Blackpool and he was uh, strolling around with his dad as his agent. Um, <laughs> just before Laudrup got sacked, I believe, but we didn't end up signing him. And we ended up signing David Engog instead. <laughs> I'm sure that was like Laudrup's part. Knowing he was going, he was like, do you know what? Yeah, it's final fuck you transfer. Like. <laughs> you can have this instead. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. We used, to have, we used to have rubbish. See, this is looking back at the deadline days that we used to have. We used to bring in like Engog, and I remember that one. I was, tra- I was driving back from somewhere like late in the night listening to deadline day on the radio and we signed Emnez and then Gog. Oh, Emnez did win he? He scored a win in a derby, Emnez did, didn't he? Uh, this, was, this was after that, though. This was, uh, this was the second time we signed him. Yeah, but <laughs> he did all right. Like in Monk's first game after this now, where we played Cardiff and won 3 0, Emnez started yeah, that no, game as Cam and he was like, actually, all right. And then Pablo came on at half time and the rest is history. That ball he played and for Outlet. Le- Le- Leroy, yeah. Leroy Leiter is another one, isn't it? I remember that. I'm sure he came from Redden. And oh, that was weird. That was like weird. a wet fart. Yeah. We had Luke Moore, Leroy Leiter, Danny Graham. Luke Moore, yeah. Oh, Danny Graham's a legend, don't mind. Yeah, no, I but that was what I mean. Do a job now. I don't really get why we had Leiter as well after. But... Yeah, that's true. 
And then um, Van Derby was still out at the time, so but then he didn't really play much in the oh, Prem. Disappointed about that. But... What a player. Okay, moving on. So we got Etienne Capoue has moved from Watford to Villarreal. I forgot he was still there. Oh, is least. he? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was still there. He's made 11 appearances this season. Loan made permanent, I think I was, wasn't it? Has he already gone be before? He has that. made 11 appearances for them this season, but then this I guess year, the oh, first I transfer like deadline. Yeah. yeah, but saying that, the first transfer deadline shut later, didn't it? Came, so yeah, into the maybe he season, played yeah. early games, but then went. I'm not sure. Yeah, I just know that they've made that permanent now. Jordan Archer, goalkeeper from Motherwell to Middlesbrough. I think he used to play for Millwall. Made quite a few appearances for them as a number one keeper. Got Chris Brunt. Who had his contract terminated by Bristol City because of injury, being out of contract in the summer. They've just terminated that early. He's a name as well. He's going to float up somewhere, probably. He'd only just joined them from West Brom, didn't he? Did he join them start the season from West Brom? <laughs> he's had a long-term injury since he's been there, and he was only on a one-year yeah. deal. So, Chad Evans on loan to Preston from Fleetwood Town. To, to Preston? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's a surprising one, isn't it? I think Ted, had a, Ted Evans had a promising career, mind, and then he had a lot of personal issues going on, didn't he? And then he sort of, he had, yeah, I don't know, he was the infamous, whatever happened, uh, but yeah. yeah, the rape or wasn't or whatever it was, but I mean, a bit of a fall from grace from him, but I mean, he's a Welsh international, or he was as well, well I don't know. There I might be something in that, mind. He was 32 years old when he, well, no, he's 32 years old now. I think he was in the championship when, he stopped playing when for all the, the reasons. Happened, yeah. So he's back to the championship. So I guess for him, a little bit of like getting back to where he was. Yeah, full circle. Before full he's circle retired. Like so, you know, maybe he feels accomplished. Um, Rolando Ahrens from Newcastle to Huddersfield. 25-year-old winger. He's had a couple of loans around the place the last couple of years, but I don't think he's ever quite made it on Newcastle. Um, Charlie Austin from West Brom to QPR on loan. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's a class signing. He, he scored, scored yesterday. Night. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yesterday when yeah, he was going out, obviously. Yeah, so would I would to be honest, I would take Charlie Austin. Yeah, I think for a, a, a number yeah. of years, people would have said that. Always oh, scored goals at this level. Well, they're, they're only just like sort of floating outside the playoffs, aren't they? Could be, yeah. Are they? Are they, they nah, they're doing bad. They, they have. They've had a. Poor season. They're the seventeenth at the moment. They are only five points clear oh, of Sheffield know. Wednesday. Oh, know. One point less than Cardiff. Less. One point less than Cardiff. Let's not laugh too hard. <laughs> um, Jack Clark from sorry to Stoke on loan from Tottenham. He's the player that. Tottenham brought from Leeds a couple of years ago loaned him straight back I think they loaned him back last season as well but he didn't hardly play for them last season and uh, the second half of last season he went to QPR, didn't hardly play again everyone thought he was going to be the next big thing when Spurs signed him and Leeds made a push to bring him back for the rest of the season on loan but he's gone a bit quiet so interesting one for Stoke, maybe they can reignite his career Godos to Brentford has been made permanent um one from Cardiff, where Gavin White has gone to Hull on loan. I think he played in a couple of derbies. I think he might have started the first one, Lamb. No, the last well, one. Did, the I first think... one of the Warnock, I think. 
That, that Gavin White burst on the scene, didn't he? I'm sure he scored a goal in his first couple of games with Cardiff and they, they said he's the next up and coming thing. But yeah. again, he's just sort of fizzled out into nothing. I just don't well, think he suits him, but I mean, He's mm. little. He's a little winger, isn't he? So I don't think, like, they play hoofball. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Doesn't fit the system, like. Jack Wilshire, which you touched on, that's got to be, like, if that pays off, that's going to be one of the better ones. Jack Wilshire. Whether he can stay fit, I think, we will. Sure, I think it's, if he can get a run, run of games and he can stay off the injury table, I think that could be a decent sign of mine. Hmm. I don't know, we will. Sure, I think... I, don't, I, just, I, just, I don't know what he offers now. I guess we'll have to see. I think he's the sort of player that would be perfect if you get him on a pay-as-you-play deal. And then you can try him out as well. He's just been like just... he's just been lost potential or never reached the potential or maybe he was overhyped. Who knows? He was part of some good ass. Yeah, no, that's a, that's that's a dodgy. Yeah, all right. He's got a couple of good like YouTube clips, but that's a that's another one. Where <laughs> just sign these names all the time. Oh, I think like Horahan. I think like Horahan coming to the Swans. Oh. Bournemouth could have attracted him, couldn't they? To to go there. Oh yeah, they, oh, did. they did. He said they had a few offers. You've taken him. You've taken him all day over Wilshire, haven't you? Cooper effect. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. Last one then is Max Waters from Crawley to Cardiff. So apparently they can spend money because they signed him <laughs> when we were looking to sign him. How much did they pay for him though? Because what is it like a million? Because obviously we paid this like seven hundred thousand for this Whitaker, but we wouldn't pay what Crawley wanted for him. Maybe we didn't think he was as good because he's coming from League Two, is it? So I guess maybe it's a bigger same. risk. I don't know. It's the same sort of risk, and I, I, I guess you could say Whitaker has played high level football. He's, he's got championship experience. So I think what it comes I mean, down this... to, maybe Cooper knows him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I trust that. Okay. Well, last transfers from Championship. Have I missed anything that you got there, John? No, mate, you've covered it and more, <laughs> to be honest. My little scribblings, you've, you've zipped past them ages ago. Oh, Blackburn Inns, Taylor, Taylor Harwood Bearless on loan from Man City. Whatever you make of that. So. I don't really know much about him. I think that's why I didn't write it down. <laughs> oh, Pep, Pep rates him, so there we are. We'll Does see he? what happens. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, apparently Maybe be, so. Apparently there's so. been a couple in there, like the Harvey Elliott, the Sap Blackburn from uh, Liverpool, being one of the players yeah, of the yeah. season in the Championship, yeah. so maybe they can get another one. Exactly. Um, okay, Swansea and Norwich on Friday then. So um, as of recording, we've got some extra information to use, and that is Norwich just drew against Millwall. As I mentioned earlier, that means now if we do win, we will be within the chance of going ahead of them if we win our game in hand. So a little bit extra to play for, if you like. Um, the last five matches for both teams then, so you can maybe judge what you're going to say on this then, boys, is... Both teams have three wins and two draws in their last five matches. And I'm not including Norwich's result tonight in this, because this is from what I did earlier. So Swansea have wins against Rotherham away, Barnsley away and Watford at home. Draws with Brentford and Red in at home. And Norwich have wins against Bristol at home, Cardiff away and Barnsley at home. And draws against Middlesbrough and QPR at home. So they've had a lot of home games, four of the last five. Um, however... And this might be positive for us. Well, I say might be. I think it's 100% going to be positive for us. In the last game, other than tonight, Wendy got a red card against Middlesbrough. Two yellow cards. However, 
it was his second suspension of the year, which means there's a two-match ban. They can't appeal it because it was two yellows. So he's 100% out for our game. How much of an impact is that going to have? Oh, that's huge, isn't it? I think I think I read some sort of crazy stat the other day that he's he's one of the top creative midfielders in in all of the top European leagues, or he's he's up there within the top five. So I mean, take that out of any side, and it can only be advantage. You know, it can only be an advantage for us. I think Friday's game is massive. I I can't wait. I mean, I know there's still games to play after this, but I think. It could really be a turning point in our season if we can nick a one 0 or if we can not even nick a one 0 if we can dominate the game and, and get the three. So I think, I think it could be huge for our season moving forward. Yeah, Do you know, I I just really hope that it's not another game like Brentford. Like I really hope yeah. we don't go there looking for a draw or yeah. like not to lose. We go and try and win. And what I would love to see is like us to go out there and be like, Do you know what, we know we were poor in our Brentford game and we know we kind of got away with one, even though it paid off, all the tactics, whatever you want to say. Um, but we're going to go out there and show everyone that we can go and play with the best teams and get a result. I would love to see them just go out there yeah. and shut all the Brentford fans up to say that we're all following we're in a false position with the all these Brentford tactic FC on Twitter right. being like, the XG charts show Swansea are awful. They're never going to keep up the same defensive record for the second half of the season. Whatever they like to say with their stats, whatever the facts are, we have done it. I'd like to see us continue it, but also push on and say, look, we're going to take oh, the I game think... to Norwich and we're going to beat them because they haven't got their most creative outlet. We're not con- we're not concerned about conceding as a result of that. And let's be honest, we should have beaten them up there. If Jamal Lowe was the Jamal Lowe of three weeks later, we would have beaten them 2-1 two- two- yeah. because he had two setters that he missed in that game. No, I think uh, I think you're right, but I think I might might be me getting too excited. But I, you're saying about like you know Swan shouldn't be there, like Brentford fans saying. I actually think that we're the only like consistent side in that top six because Reading started well and fell away. Bournemouth were sort of up there now; they're falling away. Norwich have had a bit of a dip in form now, and like Brentford started slow and now they're coming. We've consistently been in that mix, second, third, fourth. You know, sort of in that area. All the way through the season, yeah. I I think this is, I think you're right. I think this is the game. If we can win this game, that's a big statement. If we can win this game at home, and then it's sort of in our hands. Then going into the last sort of back end of the season, um, and I think like to be fair, all all the teams that we played in the top six, like Reading, we dominated at home. We should have won. We drew, drew with Bournemouth at home. I know we drew with Brentford. We drew with Brentford away. We should have beaten Norwich away. I, I think we're in there on merit, and I think this is this is a massive game. I think. I think we're definitely there on merit. Um, that's why I made a point of saying these these Brentford channels are pulling up the stats and all this that the other saying how look the stats for them show their attacking under the belt. We all said they're the most you know they were favourites to go up after last season. We all expected them to be where they are, challenging for the title, whatever. Um, but don't discredit what we've done so far because the stats don't agree with it. I don't like. I don't care what the XG says about how many chances we conceded. Like our defence is there on merit. They, it's, you can't say over the course of over half a season, only conceding uh, fifteen goals is luck, and it's going to change. Maybe we will concede a little bit more over the second half of the season, but it hasn't been luck up to this point. 
you don't like you make your own luck to you you get in the right positions you get the confidence and you go for that block and you make the block and they're all playing with confidence at the moment and the, the defense is working every week week in week out um i think we're on like 15 or 16 clean sheets as well so it's not an accident and i just really dislike when people try to say otherwise about that but it's a it's a side it's a side of the swans you've never seen before like we were brentford before before we went up to the premier league we played the lovely football and we didn't always get the results that we deserved all the time now this is just a different sort of side of us you've got the steel you've got the defense yeah we are just dragging results out of games that we would normally lose so i i just i they, they've done they've done well this season as i said they've been they've been consistent all the way through and they deserve to be where they are they battered us in that game but last season like they battered us. I mean, they battered us in the match. They didn't bat us on the score. Last season, they would have probably scored about three goals, four goals, I reckon, um, on that night. But this season, that's not the case. Um, go in a little bit more into Norwich then and their form. I already said Wendy is not going to be available. Hugh Gill is also not available. Timo Pukki is always going to start up front, so it's probably not a massive loss, but maybe off the bench he might might have come on to change the game that's not going to be available to them I believe that's an injury they also lost to Barnsley in the FA Cup now they did put out a mixed team but there were several players there that started that in, in their first team so you know that's it's, it's not like it's probably the period of the season where they maybe looked at their weakest for a while I think maybe they had a little bit of a slow start but they've been up there or thereabouts ever since now is maybe a time where they're looking a little bit more vulnerable and I did drop into a watch along for their match earlier before we started recording this. And the fans were saying about today's game that they looked a bit boring, they weren't happy with how they're playing, it didn't look good. The result then they ended nil nil, so I guess it reflected that in the end. So it looks like it's a good time for us to play, and that's why I really think we should take the game to them. Um they tend to be in tight games the same as us. So there was a bit of a meme saying we couldn't score more than two in a league match, which we did break the other day. Uh, but we've scored thirty three and conceded fifteen. They've scored thirty five, conceded twenty one. It's quite similar on the goals scored, considering people like to say we don't score that many. We're two off the league leaders, uh, but our defence is obviously a lot better. So I think it's quite an evenly matched game. And again, I know we're going back to it, but I think that Buendia is going to be the key difference in our favour. Um, have got anything you'd like to add then, John? Uh, did Buendia play tonight for them, Durant? Because, I mean, nil-nil, and like you said, their, their supporters screaming that their play was boring. To me, that, that says that they're missing their main creative player, which is obviously Buendia in their case, isn't it? So, I mean, no, he didn't play tonight. He suspended he for didn't. today and, and the next game. Two matches. There we are. So, so there we are. The proof is in the pudding, isn't it? So, like you said, we've seen that crazy stat where he's the most sort of creative midfielder in... Or one of the most in the top five European leagues, or the top six, or whatever. Then, and they they go and draw nil nil tonight. So hopefully, hopefully they're still struggling to find our firepower on 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 Friday now, and um, we can sort of uh, hopefully we can make the most of it. Yeah, definitely. I think I just I know we keep talking about him, but I genuinely think he is. That's the talking point for this game, and it's how they adapt to him not being there. You know, they could prove us wrong and. We're talking in the post-match about how Timo Pukki has scored a hell of a goal or, I don't know, Todd Cantwell, I think he's another good player they've got, but most of their play does go through Buendia. And even Arsenal were linked with him recently, so there's definitely 
um, you know, there's definitely flame to that fire. So yeah, anything else you'd like to add then, Leon, on Norwich? No, I think not, not much else really. I think, like I said, it's just it's their game, isn't it? It's definitely the perfect time to play them. As they dipped in, the pressure's on them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like they, they're top of the league now. They've they they got to win that game, really. They? They, um, I guess they a draw is not a bad result for them because it keeps them top. Um, yeah. I, I, a draw might put them at risk of Brentford, but uh, keeps them in the automatic, like keeps us from having the potential of overtaking them. So probably for them, a draw is better than for us, especially with us being home. Um, okay then. So the other thing I've got is just Max Aaron's as well as well. Another one to watch. He's definitely like very similar to Connor Roberts. Gets forward well, and he's a very good, highly rated English youngster. So um, he's another one I think is one to watch. But having said that, then what do we think about the team? I've gone for no changes, except potentially Dan to coming out for Fulton. That's the only one I think might happen. But he might keep Dander in. Because I, th- I think, did Dander start the other leg? The other leg of this? I'm not sure. But this is the sort of game where two teams play decent football. So you might keep Dander in to try and play through them. But I'm not sure. It's a big game. And for big games, he tends to play as midfield three. So I'm leaning more towards Fulton will start. Lee, what do you reckon about the team? Yeah, I th- no, I think it's spot on. I think it's going to be same as. But with Fulton coming in. Like you said, Buendia's out, so they've got to come. They've got to come down here and and create something against the best defense in the league. Yeah. So I I think he's just going to put Fulton. Smith is Smith still injured? I'm guessing he's he's probably still injured, is he? I didn't see how long he's out for, to be honest. But he wasn't on the bench for the last game, so I'm going to go with. Yeah. He's probably not going to but start. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be the same then. Just Fulton coming in with Horahan and Grimes in the middle, and I think yeah. it's just going to be on them. And can you break our defence down? And if you can't, then we're going to take our chances. I think that's what's going to be like. I got a feeling as well before John gives your gives your team news. I don't think I haven't got this as confirmed. I'm I'm assuming that Ariola is not going to be available because I the signing we got done yesterday. I don't know. I don't think he was in um, Swansea. Um, you got to have ten days isolation of you. I think coming from abroad. And it was quite late that it all went through. So I've got a feeling he's not going to be available. But again, uh, I'm speculating there. But it looked like from his little interview we did or like video that he did saying he was happy. It looked like he was like in an apartment. Probably he wasn't at the training ground or anything. So, But yeah, John, your your, your team? Um, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go the same, boys. I don't think we, could, we need to make any changes, do we? I mean, I, I think Fulton does come in, especially after his cameo against... Um, Rather than when that finish at the front post. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's not he's not in the team to do that. So if he if he bags a goal and all the better. But yeah, I'd like to see Dan to play because we were just barking on about Norwich and missing that creative link, and that he is our creative in you know in certain formations. He's that ten. He's the one that finds the pockets and can create things. So I'd love to see Dan to play, but realistically, yeah, I think he'll I think he'll go back to the to the tried and tested three yeah. and, and make us hard to break down. Speaking of Danda, he did have a quiet game against Rotherham, but he got an assist, and it wasn't like the assist was good. That that knockdown yeah. from that low ball, like he was only—I know he was only passing to someone next to him, but the way that he like sort of feathered it down lightly into his path, yeah, I think always, it was a very clever assist. Yeah, 
He's always yeah. got that touch of class, I think. Dander in him, you might not see him all game, but then he will have that touch of class at some point yeah. during the game. So maybe that's why he'd be sort of leaning towards him coming off the bench, maybe at nil-nil, if, we, you know, if we're still nil-nil, sort of yeah, potentially. 60 minutes. Bring him on. Might create something. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we're all in agreement on that one then. Okay, so now is time for everyone's favourite moment. I'll have to get them off the other boys to add to our little table, but predictions. So I'll go with mine first because I usually go last, but I've got mine here in front of me. So give you a little bit of time to, if you want to change your mind or whatever. But I've got 2-1 to Swans. Big call. And the goal scorers are Andre Ayew and Ben Cabango. I really didn't know who to pick. I, I don't know who to pick because the Shen, the goal is around so well. I was going to pick him, but I was like, is he really going to score in three games in a row? You might, I hope he does, but it's so hard to pick the goal scorers now because they share him around so well, which I'm not criticising at all. But like before, you would always say, is you going to get us our goals? But yeah, you just can't even say that anymore. Always, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, now it's just yeah. like the midfielders yeah. are chipping in, the wing backs are chipping in, the centre backs are chipping in. It's like I don't know who's going to score. So that's who I've picked. I'm not changing it now. John, what have you gone for? I'll. Uh... Well, I've been yeah one all. I'm going to say one all. I'd I'd love to say that I'm confident we're going to get three points, but I, I one all. I'm going to say one, one all. Cardiff would hand in there. He's got to be. It's going to be about a twenty-five yard free kick. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a, <laughs> no, I but no, so. I all. I'd be, I'd, I'd be happy with the point, boys. To be honest. Yeah, same. I'd be both, happy. I think both, both teams would be happy with the point. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my, that's what I'm going yeah, for. I think so. Lee. Yeah, I was. Well, I before we started, I was thinking, I was thinking draw, but then when we were talking about it, I sort of convinced myself that we're going to win <laughs> now. So I think. Yeah. Uh, going to go. I for was it. thinking two-one as well. You went for draw against Rotherham. Yeah, I know it's a shocker. That was. You can I go think they're going to go. Um, I go two one in because I think I think we will be two one, and I will say I think Horahan's going to get three and three. I think Grimes again. I think he's going to get one because they seem to match each other at the moment. Competition in that midfield. Can you imagine it again? It's like one of them scores. You're like, do you know what? Nah, I'm going to score that one. Uh, I <laughs> love it. That can happen every that, game so. for the rest of the season, and I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so moving on from maybe Swansea-related stuff from current, but I think there's something that we is worth mentioning at the moment, and that is Ashley Williams this week announced his retirement. Now, I know when he left the Swans, a lot of people were a bit disappointed and, ups- like, I don't know. I just remember when he left, people weren't that happy with it. But I think we got a credit with credit due. It was a massive part of our recent history and success. And... Um, it should be celebrated, really. So, uh, just want to talk a little bit about Ashley, Ashley Williams. So, have you got anything to say on on him? I mean, what what do you say that hasn't already been said? I suppose he's 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 the epitome of Swansea City through sort of from two thousand and seven eight all the way through to our Premier League days. Really, I mean, he's a warrior of a bloke. He he's come through non-league. He's released by West Brom. He's you know he's played. I think it was for Hensford Town, and he's come up through the leagues. He joined the Swans, and he he dragged us to the league. What dragged us maybe is a bit of a sort of um, exaggeration, but I mean you know he was there solid at the back when we won League One, and we got up to the Championship, and we got up to the Premier League, and is the stuff he's done for Wales as well. I mean, 
he's I'd love to see the guy back. I know a lot is thrown about now about old players coming back and joining the coaching and all that, but I th- I honestly think you deserve as it. the person he is, yeah, as a, the guy he is as well, he seems like an actual leader. I think he would do a tremendous job as a manager or a coach. But yeah, what what you say about you know that hasn't already been said is he's absolute legend, absolute Swansea legend. Yeah. He was sort of the, the team was built on him, wasn't it? And it all started from sort of League One. I remember he, I think his debut was was the Oldham away game, first game of the season. And I think that was the sort of the start of the of the rise. And I think it was built from him at the back, wasn't it? And I think you can't can't really say say much else about him. He was he was epitomised that rise up to the Premier League, and he just he fitted in so well all the different sort of styles of football we played. He was in there. You know, we played the brilliant football under Loudrup. He was there. We played the, you know, the the hard football with with Souza, and he was just there One all the time. So I think, yeah, but he was, just, you know, Ashley Williams was just at the heart of it all, all the way through. And I just, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him back as well, a legend. And just for that clip of him going into the Cardiff Stadium, in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> and there's That's also the infamous think... moment where he nearly killed Robin Van Persie as well. Ah, oh, class. I, I, the first thing that comes to my head though with Ashley Williams is I remember he like never scored a goal. He scored, I think he scored against Middlesbrough away, and he was just like sort of showing off his muscles. And then he scored the week after and got the two out. And then I remember he scored in, uh, he scored against Chelsea away when they batted us when we first went up. Um, yeah, I just yeah, just just class. I think though he went, maybe left us maybe like a year. Too late because I think he passed his prime a bit. Yes, yeah, so, so I, I got that in my notes a little bit. Um, yeah. Like I said, like I think because he'd been with us for so long, I don't know how much of it was against him necessarily, but in the end, I think it did feel like maybe Everton came in and he pushed to go, didn't he? But um, you can't really begrudge him of it because in in another era, say you had a parallel universe and it was the same stuff happened, I don't know how a different, bigger club didn't come in sooner, really. When you think about how well he did in the Premier League for so many years, how, how like uh, Tottenham or like Everton themselves or someone like that hasn't come in before they actually came in, it's quite surprising. Thinking of how often we lose players, and um, when he's coming to thirty-one, you've seen it now. Though we've got like, yeah, no, sorry, you've seen it now with like Tarkovsky though at Burnley. Like, he's got to go to a bigger club, doesn't he? Because like, yeah. They're he's sort of Burnley are sort of digging their heels in, aren't they? I think there was an element of that just to sort of keep. keep yeah, him, yeah, maybe. But I like, think like Arsenal were in winning for a while. Yeah, it's just when he's thirty-one, like that's when he left. That's how old he was. He's he's not going to go to a bigger club again, is he? So he's got to go to Everton. So we've got to allow him to go. Um, yeah, I just got a bit of my notes here about like his move to Everton. I was saying like you know it was twelve million at the time. It seemed to be maybe a little bit cheap, but then he was thirty-one. I guess you can't, I thought you wouldn't begrudge him to move to a bigger club. You think he would have come sooner in his career and he's not going to get that opportunity again. And I personally think he could have gone better than Everton if he was earlier, but it is what it is and that's what came in for him. So he had to go. And um, probably for us, it was the right time because that's when he kind of started declining. He'd reached his pinnacle at the Euros, scoring against Belgium. What a massive moment. Um, oh, yes. And I yeah. guess it was just, um, his time with the Swans was just, near enough perfect, really, for, for us. Like, he won the League Cup. He took us to Europe as captain. So, yeah, just one of them players, I think, that, you know, legend status does 
it goes around easily. But you, you've got to put him in that bracket, I think, just because of the path of our history yeah. he was so heavily involved in. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Ashley Williams, then. So uh, maybe we'll see him back one day as like the manager of the under 18s or something. We'll see. The last thing then before we end before we end the podcast then lads just wanted to have a little bit of a discussion about maybe a bit happier time stuff that we might be looking forward to in the future but we obviously haven't been able to go to football for a while I haven't been able to go to away games so I don't know when we're going to be able to do that again but when we are able to go what away game are you guys looking forward to going to I don't know if you can see the hamster in the background Crawling yeah, on the roof yeah. of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally never done that before. He wants attention, I think. Got him excited though. Oh, he just got him excited about going back to game. <laughs> but yeah, what away game would you guys be looking forward to going to then? So a little bit of a talking point. Think about happier times and what we could be experiencing, hopefully, in the near future. You know what I know what I noticed earlier when I was having a quick flick through the last game of the season for us this year is Watford away. Now, oh. there's, there's not much chances there's going to be supporters in the ground by then, but can you imagine a point or two to get into the top two positions and it's us against Watford on a summer's afternoon? Be that would be perfect for me. Oh. But be I, I can't. I can't. Oh my god! I can't see it happening. I can't see supporters being allowed in, but. For me, that would be it. Fighting for the league last day of the season, yeah. beers yeah. flowing, sun shining, singing our hearts out, and it'd, it'd be brilliant. But it's, I think it's a pipe dream. But you know, there we are. We shall soon see. But if yeah. you had the club in the championship right now, if you could go to an away game, where would it be? I don't know. It's got to be Cardiff, and we've already done that, haven't we? Yeah, but that's obvious, isn't it? Cardiff. Okay, Lee, what about you? Yeah, I don't know, to be fair, no, what John just said, I didn't think of that Watford away last game, that would be absolutely, oh my God, that would be ructions. Imagine that was like the first away game back to win, to go up or something, that would be, I can't see us going, yeah, I can't see us going back in this season, to be honest. But when, um, when uh, you know, when the fixtures came out on that this season, I was sort of looking at I, I'd like to have gone to Wickham away. I'd like to have done that. And um, Brentford away in their new stadium. Yeah, that would be a good one. You said Wickham. And Cardiff, obviously. I think we spoke yeah, like about to Wickham, Wickham earlier this season. But uh, yeah. I wrote down in mine, um, anything on the South Coast, I think would have just been a nice day out altogether. Yeah, day like or a Bournemouth like, or something. Even if you stayed the night before or whatever. Oh, it's just a nice area. So yeah, Weymouth yeah. or Bournemouth, exactly. Um that's what I would I would have liked to have done that, whether it's going for the day or make it two days. I just think that's a good one. And you go up and have a couple of drinks, a nice area, got the beach there. Like, like you said, about oh, the sun. Good, uh, but just in general, the experience. Oh, that's a good of, I've never been, but um, just I feel like that's a good area to go to. I don't know why. Just that's what I felt no, like. It reminds uh, you of the mumbles, don't Yeah. Mumbles. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the last away game. I think the last away game I went to, I think, was the Cardiff game in January. That was the last away game I did. Last year. Well, I, I think yeah, last season the nil nil in January. I think that was the last away game I went to in in the January. McBurney mm. like riling up all the crowd, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was class. Oh, it was, it was, it was such a good day. I was. So yeah. to hit the post, I would have ended everything. Oh, That's yeah. how I got in. Oh, oh, yeah. 
but yeah, so um, just in general, but well, football in general, so like just bits I miss, just like obviously the drinks for the banter or, um, on the car or in the bus, or like when we've gone, get talk sport on the radio, just just I don't know, all part of the atmosphere in it. Oh, um, John driving up to Birmingham and missing the exit and having to go up and down the M4 or whatever it is, the M5 a couple of times. Yeah, we'll cut that bit out. (laughs) Thinking actually, I was was on my way to, uh, I was on my way to Middlesbrough and I, when they cancelled the football that weekend, I was in, I was driving up on the the Friday afternoon and I think we got to sort of about Leeds, North Yorkshire way. And Hello, they came couple. on talk sport then, and it cancelled all the sport that weekend. But we had the weekend in, um, like in Newcastle anyway. But yeah, I was on my way to that game, and they cancelled football. The one thing I miss most—I say miss this still happens now, but it's not the same. When you put like a tenfold acker on before you go to the match, and then you <laughs> check it at half time, and you realise it's just dead. <laughs> Yeah, just like on. that video the other day you, you, still, you still do that now don't you <laughs> yeah but it's not the same when I'm just checking in looking at the cash out the entire game when you check it at half time it's like oh what well, the scores then am I in with the money and then it's like no nah, I'm not <laughs> but, that, yeah. uh, that video that video of the Shrek that's made that's made my year already I would put it in you but I'll get copyright yeah so. that was quite good yeah, that, that was, was quite good, good. But yeah, so on that no, note, no, what I did, then, no, what I did notice before, before before we go, boys. No, what I did notice in March when I was having a little scout through our fixtures earlier on. March the third, we got Stoke away. March the ninth, we got Blackburn away. March the sixteenth, we've got Bournemouth away, and then we finished the month at home to Cardiff on March the twentieth. I mean, if we haven't got promotion by that twentieth, can you imagine the atmosphere in that Cardiff game? Last game after coming through that sticky patch as well, Stoke, Blackburn, Bournemouth, and then we got. Cardiff at home. I can tell you the atmosphere. I mean, there won't be any. No, yeah, <laughs> just, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to be negative, yeah. but yes, yeah, so it but would no, be an amazing. Can you imagine day. the size on that game, or everything that lies on that game, and the double as well? You could finally do the first sort of well Starby double as well, and for this to tie in promotion with us as well, that would be uh, that would be unbelievable. But can yeah, imagine... I think March is March is going to be oh, a tough month. Can you imagine a win against Cardiff secures like I playoffs or something? I imagine it would make them sick, wouldn't it? I'd love it. But yeah, on that note, as a positive I think, note, do you think to, like, uh, go on? Oh, no, I was gonna say, like, um, we would have won the league by then, so they'll give us a guard of honor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's I think that's like that's like nightmares for us. They'd rather have Mick McCarthy than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on that note, then we'll call you the day. So, um, thank you very much if you got this far so don't forget if you did get this far please stick a thumbs up on the like button for us and drop us a subscription it does help support us and allows us to grow and continue to do this and potentially take it further so we want to look at maybe putting it on podcast sites but that's something for the future um let us know in the comments then if you agreed with all the shit that we talked today or if you think we talked shit then tell us and uh, tell us why just get engaged in the conversation but um on that note, um, see you later then, guys. So, uh, thanks, Lee. Thanks, John. Cheers, gents. And uh, yeah, right, catch you guys you on soon. Twitter, I guess. But yeah, see you in a bit. Ta ra.
Smartcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.